Alan Girding here. Woo! I'm busy. Gotta go to Shucks this weekend in Vancouver. That's a shut up and sit down expo. I'll be recording a live show while I'm there. Hopefully I can get that up sometime soon. But in the meantime, because of the craziness, we have B-Team. That's right, it's a B-Team episode. Thanks for having my back, B-Team. You the best. Always partying all the time. Are y'all ready to party? Yeah, we've only got 30 minutes to get this in, so until they come and get us. So frontill, Greg. Frontill, Will. Frontill, Logan. Frontill, Will. It's it's October. It's been five months since we've been able to gather in this mm. way, as far as I recall. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of projects moving forward. We've got a yes. lot of people in the dungeons. <laughs> We had a couple of converts, you know, we got some people who are really warming up to the cause. You know, I yeah. think we can take this. We can make a strong push. I'm yes. very thankful for our comrade who opted not to be a knight, but instead to join the appropriate side. And yes. Correct. And I also do want to encourage people that if you reject the what classist, system? classist uh, feudal, feudal system of knights, lords, knaves. If you want to just ex- just remove yourself from that system and live freely, submit a proletariat to comrade submission and just <laughs> yes. request to become a comrade. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Subvert them from the inside, take their tools and use them against them. That is our goal. That is our plan. It's the best way to do it. So we have topic, but we're going to save topic for a little bit because I know you guys have been, well, I know Greg has been playing the most (laughs) overhyped, overplayed game of the year. What? (laughs) Although I shouldn't be mean because it's like one of his friends who's the, the designer. Yeah. Well, his company working with designer. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. 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 The whole thing. What is this game? Root. Oh, Root. man, Root is so good. Root is so yeah, good. Yeah, but you need people to play it with. You do need people to play it with. That's... Although... What? <laughs> you That's need what this people to play with about. a lot of games. Yes. <laughs> no, there's single-player games. There are some single-player games. Solitaire, yeah. the old classic. Yeah. Free cell. Especially, especially if you're in classic. a prison cell all by yourself, and Root, all you've got is a deck of 52 cards. <laughs> Root is, is a game best played with multiple people at your table, yes. Yeah. Does it learn to does it teach you how to overthrow things like the patriarchy and the nobility? Yes. If you play the Woodland Alliance, you sure yeah, do. It does. <laughs> yeah. It also it also teaches you that the actually the people who are uh gonna stand up and revolt are the winners in the end. Cause yes. that team uh, wins most of the games of Root. Not the Vagabond. Not the I almost won with the Vagabond. We almost had a mm. lizard cult takeover, too. But Woodland Alliance pulled it out in the end because we were not stamping out sympathy fast enough. Yeah, so Woodland Alliance... Okay, the root in general, everybody's got a different set 
of rules. Everybody's working towards the same goal, which is victory points, but they're doing it in a completely different way. And the most obfuscated way is the Woodland Alliance. Cause you're like, I don't know. They don't seem to be doing anything. And they're like, we won. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> we firebombed all your capitals. Ha ha dummies. Surprise <laughs> bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> so for games that are not root, yes. what games have you guys been playing? So I played slight plug to the Evil Empire, but it's a good warm up game. That's not lemonade. That's not lemonade. That's is not really good. Lemonade, really solid. It's a solid way to start. Like everybody gets it, and it gets everybody into a mindset because it plays so fast. People aren't mm-hmm. like dropping out and looking at other things. Played that. Played Dungeon Raiders. Played Battle for Greyport. That was just this week. <laughs> I can go further back wow. if we need. <laughs> Nice. Now, let's keep it recent. Logan, what have you been playing recently? Okay, first of all, does a video game count if it's a board game video game? No, No, it does not. What is it? Risk? It's it's Super Mario Party. No, 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 no. No, because there's salacious activities involved in that, which I will not have as part (laughs) of my future of our dreams there is definitely a feudal society in that game anyway that i played that a lot but also i've been playing a ton of this house is haunted which is the spooky game that sounds mm, scary for october that scary yeah it's uh it's from the game crafter so that's a that's the sponsor segment they don't sponsor us we didn't take their money <laughs> we got no sponsor except the will of the people are you the will of the people? He is the will of the people. You are the Logan <laughs> of the people. I am the Greg of the people. These okay, are... yeah. Well, anyway, this house is on it is so good. One time, Alan said that he played it for a little bit, but didn't like it because there were like repeat cards. Well, anyway, I got the base game and the expansion, and we've had a blast playing that game. It's basically you turn out all the lights in your house, and then you jump scare your friends. It's it's a very <laughs> that doesn't game. sound like fun at all. Okay, well, it might be not, and I might not be it's, the game for you, but it's uh, not it's, for every group. I do have friends that have a very big three-level house that they like to do those games in. So I kind of want to. I kind of want to play it over there because I'm tired of sort of doing sardines. So I, I've suggested that they invest in this for a future game party thing. It's really but, fun. What are sardines? Well, okay, so the game sort of requires a minimum of about five rooms in your house with a closing door. Yeah. Are we talking about sardines? No. No. We're what is about sardines? This. I've never heard of sardines. Sardines is the game where one person hides and then everybody's looking for that one person. And if you find them, then you have to hide in the same hiding space as they are. What? And I didn't know that we were... Wait. Okay, we were in a different place. I thought you were just saying you felt like it was being packed like Sardines because you didn't have a... No, Sardines is an actual game. This sounds cool. Wait, we've got to get <laughs> an elevator pitch for Sardines. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient game of Sardines. It's like... I have never... This is a Minnesota thing. I have never heard... It is heard. not. I've never this heard is it either. Like it was goose, on a horse. Goose, white goose or whatever. Duck, duck, gray duck. And don't even get me started. But this was also on an episode of a horror show that was from England that they played Sardines. That episode was really disturbing. But it is a known game. I have never heard of this game before. All right. I can explain it. 
All right, hold on. Let's get the counter. Ding me, Che Guevara. Okay, go. Who who am I being? Oh, dag nabbit. Um, uh, you're a sardine in a can of sardines. All right, I'm going. All right, it's really tight in here, and it's packed in. Okay, so sardines, sardines. One person goes and hides, generally in a darkened house, because it's more fun in the dark. Move over. I need room. Okay. Um, so, what happens is everybody's looking for that one person. If you find that person, you have to squeeze into the same hiding place as they are. And then everybody who finds them has to keep squeezing in, so you're packed in like sardines. And then eventually there's just one person left wandering the house trying to find everybody. But it's really easy at that point, because like the closet or the under the bed or wherever, it's really packed like it is in here. God, <laughs> move over! Wait, shh. <laughs> <laughs> making too much noise. Exactly. And that's sardines. There you go. Good Greg, good elevator pitch, Greg. <laughs> Greg, you're you're 47? 48. You're 48 now. I was yeah. being, trying to be kind. And you're still playing these kinds of games? Yeah. That's fun. That sounds super fun. It's just like this house is haunted in a lot of ways. Yeah. Also, you know, you take a bunch of drunk gay guys and have them in the house cramming into next to each other. All under the bed together. All under the bed. And you're packed in like sardines. What what a wonderful way to segue. (laughs) (laughs) Into our topic of the evening. Excuse me, Sam, do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. Is it International Coming Out Day or just National Coming Out Day? National, I think. Who knows? This is all ancient history, although some of us didn't come out. Some of us were outed, but whatever. I was too, don't worry. Oh, well, Greg's the only hero here. (laughs) I mean... Okay, like you never stop coming out. One, this is true. And uh, every year I re come out, and every year I surprise another person that's my Facebook friend or whatever that didn't know that I was gay. Oh yeah, guess guess what, folks? Um, Logan's gay. <laughs> what? I can't believe you uh, did this. Greg how, is gay. How dare? How dare you reveal the truth? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you when I'm wandering around Gen Con in a giant Dungeon and Dragons rainbow shirt? Yeah. Will Anderson, we're not so sure about yet. We have some spies checking into it. So we wanted to talk about how, when you're in, in gaming situations, how to not make homosexual people or anybody who's lgbtqiaa are there more plus yeah uncomfortable how's about that how's about not marginalized people uncomfortable generally marginalized people period yes i think there is a unique situation in lgbta plus folks in that unless they're wearing their DD rainbow shirt like i do you don't know yeah it's the one of the weird things about being a kind of quote-unquote invisible minority is that people say a lot of real 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 bad things around you thinking that you are something you're not just like them yep Mm -hmm. i've had yeah i've had situations because obviously in playing trading card games i i do interact with a lot of different people because you typically don't just play those against the same group of people every week I've had people like, because I wear my little rainbow band, Apple Watch mm-hmm. band, and they're like, what? 
you're gay? Well, yeah, I always have been. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. One thing. Okay. Rule number one saying, oh, you don't sound gay at all. I, oh. I would never have known. Oh. That's no compliment. That is not no. a compliment. That's not a compliment. No, it's not. And you should examine your life and examine your choices. I was going to say, acting like somebody has betrayed you by not <laughs> telling you at the first handshake that they're a homosexual. Right. Yeah. That's not the, not the way to be, folks. Also, it's not education time. They're there to play the game, not to answer all of your questions. Yeah. And a lot of your questions could just really be easily Google searched. So yeah. I, I, I a lot of people want to write off like, oh, I'm just a straight white guy. So I don't. So just tell me, help me understand. No, you help no. you understand. It's not anyone's job to educate you. If somebody does educate you, you thank them because they took their time. And it's not an easy thing to dredge this shit up yes. and talk about hard things. Well, but also like when you're when you're out to have some relaxing fun playing. Right. Games, it's not it's not I'm not your teacher. I'm not It's not the gay straight alliance club, yeah. folks. I will freely admit that almost all of my gaming groups are 80, 90, more than a few of them are 100% gay people cuz I don't want to deal with it. I have a group that is all straight folks, but boy, we're getting them there, comrades. Woo! Got all of them almost to <laughs> being totally okay with just talking about how cute dude is. So, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, especially Magic the Gathering players. That's just why I've started playing Magic the Gathering. Those dudes are just such a higher quality than Vanguard players. Sorry, folks. <laughs> hey, whoa. But. What Magic players are you chilling around <laughs> <laughs> come 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 visit DC. There is this one so. real cute guy. But along with that, when you don't know about the people you're around, try to refrain from being offensive. Try. One of the <laughs> living best for the sanity of everybody in the world. One of my experiences um, was, you know, being at a like a Vanguard League, the the shop that I've been going to for years, and like two guys like bumped into each other, and they're like, "Oh, no homo, no homo," and I'm like, "You have no idea how offensive it was for me to hear that from people that I trust and hang out with and spend hours with every week, but." You're just so inadvertently offensive by something yeah. you think of as a joke. No homo is never okay. It's basically, any of that bullshit is not as funny as you think it is. No. Nope. On a related topic, fantasy racism is not as funny as you think it is. <laughs> Correct. And, and in fact, you could just leave out fantasy racism if you want. That's actually what you should do. Even if you're playing a dwarf, you don't have to say, oh, you fucking suck because you're an elf every time you see an elf. It's stupid as hell. It's played out. Oh, yeah. So so describe what you mean by fantasy racism, because that's not a common term that everybody throws about. It's a big thing in RPGs a lot. Especially in D&D. D &D. Especially in D&D, because D&D sort of trades back into Lord of the Rings, and a lot of people pull from Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings has some problems. I mean, it's very much a product of their time, but we are no longer a product of that time, and we don't have to be, but people still carry over this elves hate dwarves, and so they come up with funny haha slurs against that race why they would hate each other 
it wasn't great in the source material. It's not great with a person who's not a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not gonna, if you okay, obviously there there is room in all RPGs if you really want to tackle racism in your campaign and everyone's there for that, then there might be a place at the table for that sort of talk. Amongst really good friends who have had good conversations. Yes. This is not a, I'm going to go to a con and run racism Absolutely. the D&D game. Yeah. And in fact, again, we go to, this is fun leisure time yes this is yes. this isn't our our decompress and analyze society time and this is especially when you're with acquaintances and strangers yeah that you have to think about how you're presenting yourself in those situations so yeah. another thing i wanted to talk about was actually something that happened to me last night oh my oh my i was at the game shop that i go to i was playing vanguard but they were having one of them magic the gathering draft tournament blah blah blahs Mm-hmm. lots of strangers in a room, maybe 30 or 40 people. And there was one guy sitting at a table across from me and I could just see the top of his shirt. It was a picture of some guy with glasses, but just in huge letters above the guy with glasses, it said, not gay. What were you not thinking when you walked out of the house, <laughs> when you're sitting at a table, and I don't know if it said something other at the bottom, but all I could see was the top of his shirt. That may have been all it said. And I was like, this is so incredibly offensive to me. Because what are you trying to say with your shirt? Which, you know, maybe if somebody understood the background of if that shirt came from a podcast or a TV show or something, that it had another meaning. But in a group full of strangers, it was just offensive yeah. to me. And and also, I think one thing for folks to understand, especially in when you're in these situations where it is a bunch of strangers, offensive becomes threatening very quickly. Offensive is not welcoming. Well, it's not welcoming, but it's also like I'm, I may be attacked. Yeah, that's, I, I don't feel safe here. If you can't feel safe, you can't have fun. People love to say like, oh, it's 2018 and that's we're in a different society. I'm like, no, it's 2018. You're in a different society, maybe. I still have to question a lot of stuff that happens. I can maybe err a little bit more towards the I'll probably be fine because it's 2018. But history has proven that is really not the case. And if somebody is sending out messages inadvertently or even worse, intentionally, that this segment of the population is not welcome here. That is a threatened situation, and a lot of gay people are very used to violence. And it's not something people like to mention or talk about, but it is an aspect of our lives that we live with, and there are clear signals that we are not welcome we are also quite likely in danger. Oh, that's another that's another yeah. thing of don't just hate me, like educate me or whatever from cishet white dudes. Like approaching somebody and saying, hey, this what you're doing is wrong and you should change it in this way is not only socially completely awkward, but also probably dangerous or at least possibly dangerous. You know, you don't know who's going to, after they've said some hateful shit, react with punching you well 
but it also doesn't have to be a physical attack. Oh, right? yeah. So right. another example of a situation I come across is when I play Vanguard, the majority of the people in my Vanguard group are Asian. I mean, it's it's Northern Virginia. There's huge Asian community in Northern Virginia. And there are some folks in the store who play Dungeons and Dragons on the same night when we're playing Vanguard. There is one guy who always complains. He like approaches the all the Asian guys and complains about them being noisy. Does not complain about the white Magic the Gathering players mm-hmm. and the Star Wars Destiny or whatever that dice game is players, but he always targets the Asian Vanguard players. And all that does is make the Vanguard players feel uncomfortable. It just destroys the mood of the evening. It's just not necessary. So even that kind of an attack, it's by detracting from somebody's ability to enjoy the environment, then they feel less likely that they can come to that environment and then they can't enjoy it. And then you're removing their quality of life. Keep a safe space a safe space. I mean, nerds in general are an ostracized group, or at least have been in the past, and don't ruin that for other people. (laughs) So let's say you're going to run an event at a convention. What are things that you think are good ways to signal that your table is safe. Where are those little stickers? 200 rainbow flags. Yeah, well, one of mine is like, if I look if I look at like a name tag or the DM and they have a rainbow sticker on it or a rainbow thing, I'm like, we're good. I am probably okay being there. They are not going to probably ask me stupid questions such as which one's the husband Ooh. or which one's the wife or so if you call him your husband, what does he call you? Like there can only be one husband. Like those are those are questions that are just like nah, <laughs> nah. We're not. No, we're not doing so, this. So although we did come up with man based wife alternative, which I do like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Man based wife alternative. Man based wife alternative. Okay. Yes. So to answer the question though, seriously, rainbow flags. Or a sticker or a symbol, just something. Whenever we go to Gen Con, we all have the gamer, like G-A-Y-M-E-R badges to stick onto the bottom of your con badge or ally badges that are both multicolor and stuff. And I definitely look for those. I feel more comfortable. I absolutely do, too. I uh, always carry an ex- a bunch of extras around just to give out. So ask people who have those if they have more. Yeah, I was going to say one thing that I thought of just, you know, in in being in situations was when I was driving back from Gen Con. Remember, I wore my little rainbow flag Apple yep. Watch band at Gen Con. I realized when I was driving back that I should have taken that off because I was driving by myself across America. It's a 10-hour <laughs> drive, 14-hour drive. And I was in situations where that could have immediately made me a target. Yep. Right? So I've had that thought many, many times. Yeah. Right? But people think that that, and I told somebody that, I was like, I, I think I should have taken that off. And they were like, well, why? Why do you care? And I was like, you Because I like why? living. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what world you live in, but it's obviously one where you're not aware of the, the yeah, danger. Yeah, it's one where somebody doesn't actually have to think about that in a real way. Like, I, growing yeah. up, two people my age that I knew were killed because they were gay. Like, that's yep. I, <laughs> that's reality. Coming out, I had a friend who was pushed in front of a bus downtown Minneapolis for being gay. Didn't get hit, thankfully, but was attacked from behind by a group of kids 
who tossed him into the street. So when I say we are accustomed to it, we we all can point to things we know. One thing to remember is somebody joins your table, the feel safe, don't ask. Coming out is a very scary thing. It's a very personal thing. Don't out somebody. Don't introduce somebody as your gay friend unless they've okayed that. Because coming out is never a neutral experience. And you always have to weigh how how much am I in for a lecture? Am I going to get yelled at? Am I going to get attacked? Or is this going to go well? Like These are the things that people go through. And I think a lot of straight people tend to think, well, I can talk about it freely and nothing happens to me. So you should be able to do that too. And yes, I should, but we are nowhere near that. Yes. Don't ask, just be the friendly space. If you're running a role-playing game, have some gay characters. If a wizard can blow a dragon out of the sky with a fireball, two boys can kiss (laughs) and the world can be fine. (laughs) But I was also going to say, like, Putting up a rainbow flag and sticking a sticker that says this is a safe space is absolutely meaningless unless you are actively, constantly, and consistently maintaining a safe space. Correct. So if you have said that your location is a safe space and somebody makes a homophobic joke, you need to immediately call that out. Yeah. And say, you have now made this not a safe space. And, I mean, deal with it as appropriate for your group of people. And don't put it on the onus of the gay person who is already most likely at a heightened awareness. Now, if it's me, we're in. (laughs) Like, that's me, though. It's on. Okay, we have decided to open this up, and it is going to happen. But a lot of people, and our society in particular, teaches us to... Bring it up later at an appropriate time so that you aren't ruining everybody's fun, even though your fun was just destroyed. Mm -hmm. Keep that to yourself because they're still having a good time. If you're the person running the game, if you're the person that's running the table, it does need to fall to you to make sure that you are strong enough to stop that behavior and not leaving it to the onus on the person that's affected. Um, It's a similar thing. It seems positive in the person who's doing it, but if you do, if somebody does say, oh, I'm gay, don't say, don't respond, oh, I love gays, because you think you're now our best friend or whatever, but actually I'm not just my sexual orientation, and you can't just generally love every single person with a sexual orientation. That's not a thing. Exactly. We're we're not stereotypes. I think among the three of us, we're very different people mm-hmm. so i mean we we all like tabletop games and yep. boys and uh, boys yep <laughs> all right so we we only have a few minutes left before I, I i can i can hear the scrabbling at the walls that they're they're coming back to get us <laughs> so while we've been angsty and violently informative possibly is the way to put it Let's say three things people can do, three positive things to encourage folks who are coming out or uh, three things that they can actively do to make sure that they're maintaining a safe space. Uh, So we can each say one. I I do want to say one thing. It is true we're in 2018 and things have gotten better. People are at least more aware and I think more places are willing to listen to 
our experiences than they've ever been in the past. And I think there's a lot more vocal support among higher people, more powerful people in this particular industry than we've ever had in the past. And I don't want to diminish that in any way or make it seem like it's, you know, Mad Max out (laughs) there. There are a lot of people doing a lot of good to push the needle. And it is helping immensely. But we really still need to be attentive because it's super easy to think, oh, problem solved, I'm out. And problem isn't solved. It's just a lot closer to being better. It's a very slow. It's a slow <laughs> march, to progress, march. much like our revolution. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like you're going to wake up one day and have a new regime, a fair and equal regime, and you're like, "But I didn't even notice it was coming." <laughs> and that's that's the that's way we, how want we get it. you rise. All right, so I'll start out because I have two okay. things. Uh, that I can say. One, I'm probably stealing this from both of you, but it's always a nice thing, especially if you're in a group of people you're unfamiliar with, to ask people what their preferred pronouns are. Yes. Yep. That's not weird. That's not offensive. That's kind and courteous, and you're thinking of other people, and it doesn't harm anyone, even if going around the room, everybody says she, her, he, him... And just be respectful of people's pronouns. Make it part of your introduction. You don't have to ask somebody else necessarily because that might be uncomfortable for them. Just introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Logan. I use he, him pronoun. But but I'm saying if you're trying to create a safe space, then you put that out there. Don't don't wait for other people. If you have name tags, you're using name tags, just put it at the end. Parentheses, he, him, he, they. She, her, they, they, whatever. Just put it there. And that's also when people come up, if you're having them write their name on things, people tend to follow the example given. So set the example up right away. All right. So my second thing is is more of a, a takeaway and a thought thing for, for people to, to ponder for a bit and see how they might use this in their approaches to life, that the experiences of individuals of any spectrum, uh, LGBTQIAA+, it's different based on their age, right? Mm -hmm. The experience that Greg and I had being young gay boys (laughs) (laughs) in the 70s and 80s is different from somebody who is 20 years old now, you know, who was born in 1998. It was a completely different world. You can't just approach everybody's experience as the same experience. The way that I will react to different situations and scenarios is very much informed by the history that I lived through in the 80s. We saw a lot of people die, which the kids or even young adults of today have no memory, no knowledge, and it it doesn't really exist any longer. So be and aware. Be aware also, like, you know, the term queer is very much popular now, but people around my age tend to have very negative connotations to that. Correct. I mean, I have vivid memories of my elementary school, uh, the common game played on the playground was smear the queer so not everybody reacts to those very well so just check in 
because it's safe. Uh, it's safer for younger generations, but around my age, it's not a safe term. It it no. it it carries baggage, and just be aware that not everybody views the progress that we are at the same place. Terms are still very much in question. People tend to understand why you say it and why you use it. It's very common these days. But just as part of being in tune to how people are reacting, just notice it. Just be careful. All right. Logan? Um, I would say, first, no one can give you permission to call someone something or use certain words to describe a person except for that person. So just don't generalize at all for any group of people. Just don't. Just uh, get to know an individual. That's how you know how to treat somebody. Yes. And treat people with respect. Treating people with respect is really what all this is. Also, uh, try to use you guys less often when you mean a group of people. Say y'all or some other gender neutral term. For I always like folks. Folks is I always great. use folks. Yeah, I like folks. I use folks a lot. <laughs> and I, I hang around some southern people a lot recently. So y'all is real big of my... Real big in my language. Y'all so good. Also, he or she is an outdated thing. Just say they. It's shorter and more inclusive. There you go. Greg, do you have any advice? Parting parting advice before we send you back down to the dungeon? Um, I think we've covered a lot of good things. Just be aware. Be willing to stop your game if something has happened. The fallout of leaving it hanging is worse than calling it out in the moment. And it may not be worse to you, but the person that it's affecting, it is devastating. And it will directly impact if you ever see them again. Being an ally isn't just being there for them. It's also actively helping them. You have a lot more power than you think. Yep. Um, And don't shy away from it. Yes. And I, I was going to say, just to, to close us out, because I can really hear the pounding at the doors now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now they're coming. The appropriate way to respond when someone, if they come out to you on National Coming Out Day, you can, you can memorize this phrase and you will always be golden. If somebody comes out to you on National Coming Out Day, just say this. Frontil, <laughs> thank you for letting me know. I'm here to support you in any way that you need. Frontil. 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 Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.